everybody, welcome to an on-site edition of Two Drunk Fans. We are at Big Daddy's Roadhouse, which is a horrifying name for a bar. But, you know, when in Orlando, I guess. Gab, what are you drinking? I have been drinking all night um, <laughs> whiskey coke, and it's been well whiskey, so it's been good whiskey. Well whiskey, okay. Well whiskey. I literally landed in Orlando... An hour ago? Took a cab to the bar, threw down my bags, did a shot of fireball. Changed, dropped your pants. Yeah, changed into different clothes. Because look, I came from Boston where it's like 60 degrees, cold and dry. I'm just saying, you dropped your trousers. You dropped your trousers. In in a bathroom, the appropriate place to drop trousers. In a bar. In a bar, you dropped your trousers. In a bar bathroom. Sure. Do you want to talk about Portland or not? (laughs) I want to. It's such a good day, it's such a good weekend. Such a good weekend. All right. So how do you feel about how Portland got here? Uh, last weekend was magical. Um, playing Orlando uh, for that match, I was I was sweating. I was sweating buckets going in because you're like, who knows what Marta's going to do? Who knows who? which Alex Morgan is going to show up? Like, Orlando lacks consistency like crazy. But for whatever reason, they brought it the last half of the season, and they just went on a tear. And I don't know what who peed in the Thorns Wheaties, but it was magical. It was the counteractive ingredient to Orlando's, like, streak. I mean, part of it was we saw that starting lineup. We were like, oh, Tom Stramani, you're going to try a new lineup? that you've never dealt with before in the NWSL semifinal. I mean, I know he was hamstrung a little bit with Camilla's ACL yeah. injury. Like, if Camilla huge. hasn't, if Camilla doesn't get that injury, I think this plays out a little differently. Maybe Portland still wins because they were very dominant. Uh, four to four to one. Yeah. Okay. If Camilla doesn't have an injury, it's three to two. <laughs> but still. Okay. Still. Okay. Portland wins, and we're here, and we're having fun outside of a karaoke bar. But I mean, Portland has figured out how to be consistent and how to make that shit stick. I want to tell you guys goodnight. Blue Crew's going home early. Uh, my phone's going to die and I need an Uber so I can't have it die before I get fucking home. Casey Blue Crew in the house. Casey Blue Crew leaving leaving the bar Yes, first. we're recording right now. We can't I, yeah. edit. We we're can't call, edit because this is like a live from Orlando. I cursed on your podcast. How do you feel about Casey not making the finals, the semifinals? How do you feel about Casey not I am proud of them for getting so close. Uh, the fight at the very end was very... It's what I expect from the team, so I'm always proud of them. That was Danielle from Blue Crew. I apologize for cursing. Bye. Why are you apologizing for cursing? This is we called Two so Drunk fun. Fans. We're not even uh, allowed on iTunes. We're, uh, Gab's maybe drunk. I'm just drunk on the fucking <clears throat> humidity. That's because I'm pretty tipsy, so... I've been drinking with her for at least All three right, hours. So we are preparing for the final tomorrow. Gab, what are your predictions tomorrow for Portland versus North Carolina Courage? Tomorrow. At 4.30 in the afternoon, which is the height of heat in this area. Um, All right, get over it, Pacific Northwesterner. (laughs) It sucks. It's really going to suck. I think the the score of tomorrow is going to be 3-1 Portland. Wow. 3-1 Portland. I think think Carolina's going to go up first. 
And then you guys are gonna and then come Portland's back and make... Portland's gonna tie it up right before the end of the Sink half. Sink is gonna get mad. And then Sink is gonna get mad in the fucking locker room, which she never does. And she's gonna show emotion. She gets mad all the time. In the locker room? She gets mad all the time. On the pitch. But on I feel pitch. like in the locker room she's the type that goes into the shower stall and like chews on a towel and screams. Like that's she fair. doesn't that's she fair. doesn't scream no, at that's her completely teammates. fair. Yeah. No, she doesn't she's not a screamer. So if I'm gonna predict tomorrow, I predict three to one. At halftime it's a one to one draw. Uh-huh. And then Portland out of the gates. Out of the gates, Megan Klingerberg on a cross finds anybody. Mm-hmm. Any any part of anybody. Okay. Um, I don't care to make predictions for tomorrow because playoffs are insane. Um, we saw Tomorrow's that last season with the Washington Spirit. Tomorrow is the championship. Hopefully, you'll be listening to this championship morning. We'll be putting this up. I don't, it's totally up to you. Technically, it is championship morning because we are recording this at 12.30 a.m. Oh! Look at us being night it's day of championship. Um, I mean, though, honestly, North Carolina has continued their dominance from last season. Uh, Jen Cooper from Keeper Notes published a table that showed people's uh, standings over the entire season. And North Carolina, after I think the first two games, shot to number one and only dipped to number two midseason before resuming number one the entire season. Um, Do you think momentum plays a factor in this, though? Because North Carolina came out of a very tight... 1-0 1-0 against the Chicago Red Stars that they should have dominated. They were dominating, yet they couldn't yeah. finish. Yeah. And Portland is coming out of a 4-1 walloping of Orlando. It was it was a rally. It was it turned into a rally. I mean, the coaches in the NWSL conference calls, they said, like, no, that's that game. This is this game, right? Sure. But do you think momentum plays a part in this at all? <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean, player mentality, they don't, they don't have fucking chapter breaks in their brain. Like, they're riding a wave. And so we want Portland to be riding this wave of, you know, 18, 19,000 people cheering them on. Mm-hmm. That's why we travel with, like, 200 people, you know? Wait, how many people are traveling for Portland? Uh, what, 150 to 160. On short notice. Yeah. On short notice. Um, I want to say, like, 75 people were going to come regardless. Mm-hmm. I believe Merritt Paulson said on Twitter, so take it with a grain of salt, that they are thinking about a neutral site that you can book ahead of time for NWSL playoffs, which would make travel a lot easier. What do you think about that? Isn't that what we have right now? <clears throat> sure, I guess. Um, I'm a little <laughs> drunk right now, so I don't have all the particulars. <laughs> I'm like, isn't Merritt Paulson proposing the other? There, there's stuff happening. He and Dan Loletta had a back and forth. So hopefully so, you'll so, look that up on Twitter and think about it for yourself. Think for yourself. That's what we're doing. We're encouraging think, people to think, think for, for themselves. Yourselves. So the other night when I was at a bar and I was drinking close to people you have who to be more specific. may have been involved <laughs> with a specific team's organization, uh-huh. um, there was feelings about going back to the old system. Um, just for hype, for hype reasons. Okay. Like, are we lacking hype being in Orlando? Mm. Um, the the Riveters were originally supposed to be in one section, then we got moved to another section. Now we're going to be in the supporters section. And um, I, I think that there's a lot of debate to be had about what does winning the Shield mean? What sort of advantage does that give you, right? 
I do like, think if you, there should be a reward. If you are the number one team over the course of the season, that you've earned something. Right, but is that a piece of hardware, or is that an advantage in a final? Like Not a the home, piece of hardware they're currently giving out. Right, well, yeah, but, I mean, is it is it the value of hosting a final game, mm. or is it the value of being in the home team's area mm. in a final game? Mm. Like... So, as a fan, I sit there and I go, I don't want you to change this current format because I like planning one trip a year around Woso. 2019 is different. Going to France, two trips a year. But it's nice to be able to plan one trip a year, six months in advance. U.S. soccer doesn't give us six months in advance ever. Which is part of the reason I have with U.S. soccer, which is being dealt with currently. So, potentially, I may end my boycott of U.S. soccer. If if Sunil Gulati is out as U.S. soccer president, would you reconsider your boycott of U.S. soccer? No, I think I, think I want to see U.S. soccer. So, on the U.S. soccer front, I want to see them pick good venues for the women's national team to play. And I want them to not showcase them as prima donnas and show horses. You know what my worry is in all this talk about Sunil Gulati out? That his replacement will not care about the women's team. And will only be like, we need to focus on the men's team and getting them qualified right, for the because, next Right, because the women's team's on autopilot. Right. Right? Like, like we're, we're going, the best. We're going to qualify. We're the best in the world. The like, top we, three in we always, qualify. We yeah. always qualify for CONCACAF, <laughs> except for that one time where we had to go play out Italy. That, yeah, home that away one time. playoff. That one after. time in 2010. And Lauren Chaney saved our asses. Fuck. God. Lauren that Chaney. That was some dark days, man. But, I mean, we know exactly how the men's team is feeling. And we turn around and we want a World Cup. I'm sorry, guys. You're not going to do that anytime soon. It sucks. <laughs> Yeah. The men's team is not going to win the World Cup for at least the next 24, 28, 32 yeah. years. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take an entire generation. Yeah. Yeah. Of I mean, players that's just who don't like US soccer needs to get out in front of the really big topics like racism yeah. and classism. Pay to play. And pay to play. So, like, Bilotti demonstrated like, he does not understand pay to play concerns in his sure, conference call. Sure. But it's one of those things. It's like we're not going to be a legitimate company or country. We're not going to be a legitimate country competing for a World Cup place in that competition unless we get diversity. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. there are only so many trick plays you can teach a team. Mm -hmm. There are only so many, like, codes that you can teach. Like, a lot of this comes down to just natural ability. Alright. And, yeah. Alright, so let's bring it back to the final. The reason why we're here in Orlando and the reason that both of us are finally two drunk fancy. One of us is a little more drunk than the other. Oh, dude, one of us is hammered. I am not getting hammered the day before the final when I have to go into that press box and be a professional. But Dude, I get to go up into the stands. Yes. Now I get to pee into the... F- so how many riveters do you estimate have traveled for this game? Traveled. Uh, at least 140. Okay. How uh, many do you think would have traveled if they had known ahead of time? I mean, we did know ahead of time. Oh, yeah, but... <laughs> and we didn't make it? Yeah. So I think it, it would have felt a lot like Houston last year where uh-huh. we had about 100 people okay. who traveled even though we didn't make it. So you just appreciate the event. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, last year we only joined Spirit Squadron at the very end because fuck Paul Riley. <laughs> like, you know, it was really amusing. So today I tuned in for the live stream of his part of the NWSL media preview or whatever. And I just watched the number of people on the live stream tick down steadily. I was going to say, did he and say he, he really he really respects Portland? And kept... No, it was just a long-winded, fast-paced yeah. Paul Riley answer. Yeah. I was like, wow. Where he doesn't actually say anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm used um, to those. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. So you've given us your score prediction for Portland. What's yours? My score for... I don't care to give a score prediction for Portland because I don't feel like jinxing anything. Wait, why did you set me up then? I thought we were both doing Because I like to make you suffer. All right, fine. You should know this. Fine! All right. So is there anything in conclusion that you want to say to the fans, the people listening? (laughs) Like our fans or Portland fans? No, our fans. We have All five of them. All five of them. Marion, I love you. (laughs) That's what I want to say. All right. Um, Christine Sinclair, I love you, in a platonic, <laughs> do you, professional do we, way. Do we think Christine Sinclair is listening? Yeah, of course. Why okay. wouldn't yes. she? Yes, yes, yes. Why wouldn't I'm sure she, she listens to every single episode. Every single one. They get they automatically downloaded uh, into our uh, RSS feed. Um, to Portland fans, um, they are pros, and we need to treat them as such. Win or lose. Mm-hmm. And what a hell of a ride. Like, we're just, we're here to um, grow the game. We're here to show what support looks like, which is fantastic. And we are also here to just fucking bring home another star. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you what happens if North Carolina wins, but I don't think that's a good question to end on. I mean, what happens if North Carolina wins? Uh, we start the hunt again next year. You know what, though? There's no question that there will be a next year, and I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, this this link's not going anywhere. The, the only real question is, will they sneak another team into the league? Amanda Duffy already said no expansion in 2018. Yeah. I, do you believe her? Yes, I believe her. Do you, like, really believe her? Yes, I really believe her. All right, fine. Then no expansion. No expansion in 2018. So they're going to wait for 2019. Yeah, World Cup. She explained her reasoning for why they want to expand in a World Cup year. Why? Because you get the bump from the World Cup, essentially. But you also have to take a long-ass break. Yeah, I know. But the bump from the World Cup is worth it in her mind. And I can see her point of view. Well, she's a bad poker player. Considering the attendances this year that were kind of... On average, depressed across the board. Yeah, I, I understand her reasoning. So, um, so in conclusion, here's here's my question: Where's the 2018 final? Where is the 2018 final? That's my question to you. My bedroom. <laughs> Maybe I'm more drunk than I thought. So you're staying in my hotel room. Yes. What's your point? I'm just. Look, I've, I'm just, pla- I just I'm a planner. A I'm, I'm a planner. I'm a planner. All right. So we're just going to end the podcast right here because. No, 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 not yet. 